Hey, Lewis here. I mean, obviously it's me, right? I'm the only guy who actually runs this freaking show. Anyways, I'm here to tell you about something that I'm working on that I'm really excited about. It's not going to be ready until later this year. However, I'm going to give you the lowdown on it so you can get it for free. Here it is. I am going to be releasing a podcast monetization masterclass. I've been spending the last few months on this, building it, refining it, even training my team on how to use this with our own clients. When it is out and finally published and ready, it will be anywhere from, I'd say, $47 to $197. I'm not sure what I'm going to price it at yet, and there will be a lot of bonuses that go with this course as well. However, the first 100 people who actually raise their hand, say they want it, and actually go through the course and give me good feedback are going to get it for free, okay? So if you want to be one of those 100 people, there will be a link to a page where you can sign up and add your name to it and your email, and then I will send you the 1.0 version of this course when it is out, all right? You'll be one of the first 100 people. Once I hit 100 people, I am shutting it off, and it will be a paid product, and that will be it, all right? So make sure if you want this course for free, be one of those 100 people because that is the only way you will be able to get it for free. All right, that is it. Now back to this episode. What is going on, my friends? Welcome back to the Podcast Domination Show, where it is my job to help you launch and grow your freaking podcast empire. Now, today's episode is really fun because we're going to learn how to do that through the written word. Yes, I said the written word, not the spoken word, and I know this is a podcast show. However, hear me out for a second because our guest today is an amazing copywriting coach. She's worked with some of the biggest names online, and she is here to teach us how to increase our open rates to the tune of 3x, so 3x in your open rates. That sounds pretty damn good. And then also how to use the color-coded copy system to simplify the words on the page so you speak to the right customer. Now, I want you to stick around to the end of this episode because Sage also gives us a free gift, and I'm going to spoil it now for those who want to want me to spoil it, all right? So if you go to sagepolaris.com forward slash domination, you will get uh, a free gift from Sage on how to triple your open rates. These are three email templates to triple your open rates and actually re-engage your email list if you have maybe taken a bit of a hiatus from writing emails like I know I have in the past. So if you want that, go to sagepolaris.com forward slash domination. Check that out. It's completely free as a gift for you uh, to you for being a listener. So without further ado, enjoy my episode with Sage Polaris. In a world where ad costs are continually rising and prospects are getting more and more skeptical about who they can trust, how can you reach new people in a way that's authentic and effective? A place where you can build trust at scale and convert skeptical prospects into raving fans and clients. Hey, my name is Luis Diaz and you're listening to the podcast podcast domination show the place for entrepreneurs and businesses that want to know how to build a podcast that helps them grow their business get more clients and build their brand i appreciate your time thanks for joining me
So Sage, it's good to have you. I was, like I mentioned before, I've been stalking a little bit of your website and Facebook and um, noticed some really cool people you've been able to work with, such as Rick Mulberry, who's a big podcaster and a couple of other friends um, in the industry. Um, and as well as someone who's obviously a good friend of ours who's connected to us, which was Twist. So it's good to get you here. And the, the thing that I think we initially connected on and you brought up was the color-coded copy system, which we'll get into today, which I've never heard anything or anybody talk about that ever. So this is something really new and fun I want to share with people. Um, before getting into that, uh, I'd love to dive into your background. Like, How did you get into copywriting? What was it before and why did you take this path? Oh my gosh, such a great question. And you know, I found a book called The Well-Fed Copywriter by Peter Bowerman. And that really got me started on this journey. I was doing some writing um, locally in my community. I was writing for an online publication and I was writing for business owners a little bit. But when I realized that uh, there's this whole online marketing world, I was doing some travel blogging and some fun stuff like that. When I realized that you know business owners need this writing done specifically to help them sell more of their service or product, I was like, oh, I'm all in. I became a junkie. I was so like just fascinated by the world and also understanding the way that people um, react and interact with the words on your website. It just lit me up like no other. So that's how I got started in it. And since I've, you know, started working with these business owners, I was going through the chamber and doing writing for them as well, my local business chamber. And then I started getting more and more into the online world. I remember I took my first online course and that really for the first time I saw how I could network with people online and find customers globally, not just locally. So that was like the next leap for me was to be in a community of other people and realizing like, oh, okay, this online business piece um, could really grow. So slowly I tapered off doing the writing for local business owners and more and more just grow, grew the online business. I'm nine years deep into it now. So it's been like this journey of where I'm at. Uh, but now all my business comes from online and there's some referrals, but also just me interacting in Facebook groups and connecting with people. And that's worked really, really well for my business. Got it. And, and I bet because you're, you're really good with words, you're really, you're, you're a wizard. It comes with crafting copy, connecting in Facebook groups in my eyes probably comes a lot easier because you're able to get your point across so well with the written word, um, which is obviously a huge advantage. So to dive into it, I'd love to ask for you um, this color-coded copy system you've created. I, I just want to dive right into it and because I'm sure people have heard it and they're like, well, what exactly is that? How did that come about? Is there a backstory behind that and how you created that? Um, yeah, totally. So when I was still working with those local business owners, a woman introduced me to the DISC profile, which is, I think now if you Google it, uh, Tony Robbins purchased it. So it's his intellectual property. Um, and it basically breaks it down to four different color personalities. And she was teaching me it because I was working on her team and she, she wanted me to understand how her team members interact with each other and what their personalities are and how I kind of fit into that. So I remember she was like, you're a green. And I was like, I don't know what that means, but okay, I'm a green. And she's like, I'm a so-and-so, like I'm a red and this and that. And so it really intrigued me. And then what I realized, though, her name's Joanna Vargas. So what I realized from Joanna is that 
you could take that same system and psychology for building teams and use it to get more sales when you're writing your copy. So I basically took that formula that was already created and I realized like when someone lands on your website, they're one of four colors. And so it becomes clear like what the page needs to do to interact with these different buyer types because they come in and they make decisions very differently. So you want to appeal to all four colors, unless you don't want a certain color in your audience, then you can, you know, exclude them purposely. So that being said, it's funny, like one of the things I think of often is people ask me like, do I really need this long sales page with all this information on the page? And I was like, yes, for the greens, but no for the reds. So how do you appeal to each of those? And we can get more into it, but that's kind of where it all came from is I realized like when someone opens an email, depending on the buyer type they are, they're going to interact with that email differently. So I really wanted to meet people where they were at. And when we did that, I realized it was increasing sales for my clients and it got me so excited. That is really cool. And I like how, you know, I, I'm familiar with this profile. Um, I believe it's just, just like you said, just, just four archetypes or four main types. Um, let's walk through those for people so that they know and then we can kind of point out and go deeper on on each or certain scenarios where we would write to one or the other and how that would look like. Yeah, totally. So I'll actually walk you through the four colors um, and I do it slightly different than disc and I'll relate it to something we all know, which is the Simpsons TV show. (laughs) So it'll make it fun. So the blues are the type of people who are the marges of the world and they are the deep connection decision makers. Like when they come into a room, let's say they're the one who's like, can I take care of everybody? Can I get you some lemonade? Does everybody feel good? Um, and so that's one of the, the archetypes. The next one is the reds. So the reds are the Barts of the world. They are fast decision makers. They come in, they know what they want. They do their thing. They're a bit of a, a rebel. They're great starters, horrible finishers. That's okay because if they get the greens on their team, which is the next one, um, greens are like the very detailed oriented. So Lisa, if you've ever seen Simpsons, you know, she's yeah. kind of nerdy, but loves detail. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a green and so I'm surrounded by lists right now like I love my lists I love long emails like I love long sales pages all those things because they'll read an entire sales page and still have questions and email you after which is great because you can just copy and paste what they said and add it to the FAQ Um, and then the last personality type is the yellows which are the homers of the world they are fun loving folks they are the ones that are always late but the life of the party when they get there (laughs) so they're just fun to be around and when they're interacting with your copy they're looking for specific things which we can go into to each of them but those are the four colors so you have blue the marges of the world red bart green is lisa and yellow is homer and so those are the four four buyer types got it well i definitely know which one i'm at i am um wait you have <laughs> to tell me no question uh, let you guess i guess I don't, you don't know me enough well enough sage said to know i'm definitely a bart definitely a oh. bart. You know, my operations manager will say the same thing like yeah he's a bart and then vanessa on my team is a green so that's how we kind of balance each other out but um it's but perfect. i love it uh, yeah. that's cool so so let's just say we can t- so in, in podcasting, there's so many ways where we use copy. We use copy in our show notes, in our descriptions, in our titles, even in our intros when we script those out, when we script out commercials for people. Um, 
I, I guess like how do you appeal? I mean, how do you? Because there's always the old saying of like if you you talk to everybody, you talk to no one. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a way to on a sales page or any form of copy to appeal to all four without sounding like a watered down message? Is it or is that impossible? And you've got to like pick one or two and go deep on those. Yeah, for sure. Well, when I think of podcasting, I think about usually whenever you have an episode, you're always telling someone about your lead magnet at the end, right? So maybe it'd be good to talk about the lead magnet page and how to appeal to all four types. Because at that point, you're not actually asking for the sale, but you are asking for their name and email, right? So you want them to take that specific action. So when they come to your lead magnet page for the reds, the Bards, let's start there since I know that's your your personality, Lewis, um, you want to have a button before they have to scroll, right? Like they need to be able to put their name and email in before scrolling. Like they don't want to read the whole page. They're not going to, (laughs) they've already decided (laughs) they're like gut decision makers. Like they already know whether or not they want the thing. So, um, for them again, just like before they scroll, having a button straight away, like And in that first few lines of copy, being very clear what that button will get them, right? Like the benefit of the offer so that they don't have to think too much. Don't want to slow down a red. The only thing that will get a red to push that button faster is if you have a testimonial just below the button of someone who they recognize in particular, like a household name to them and or like one of their competitors that will make them want to grab it even faster. Because they're very competitive folks. Am I right about this, Lewis? You are 100% right. My, my, my company's name is Podcast Domination for a reason. I was, yes, I was kind of tapping into that as I was thinking about it for sure. Um, so that being said, for the Reds, have all of that, like make it very easy for them to take the action right away. Um, even on a sales page, again, like have the button at the top. If you're writing an email, have the link right at the top of the email for the offer or whatever action you want them to take because they're not going to read the whole email. And then going back to this lead magnet page though, for the blues, which are like the margins of the world, they're looking for beautiful branded photography. They're very visual people. So they like beautiful branded photos. They like um, your story. If it's going to be on, I do have a section on my lead magnet page that has a little bit of my story there because they feel connected to your story. And that's the thing that really they they want to feel is like anything that brings up the emotions for them in your story will make them want to take the action that you're asking them to take. For the greens, the Lisa's of the world, which is which I am, the more detail, the better, right? So having a, a bit more of a robust lead magnet page is a good idea just for them because there's like they want to see what they're getting and they want to read the details and they can't help themselves. They will read the entire page. So keeping your, your copy engaging throughout the entire page, snappy headlines that keep their attention are really good. Um, And also for the greens, they want to know who the offer is for. So at the very top of your lead magnet page, make it really clear, like this is for service providers or for um, course creators or for whatever the audience is, just make it very clear to them so they can identify right away. Um, And then the last one, the homers, the, the yellows of the world. So they're the fun loving folks and they really enjoy like gifts, um, puns, music lyrics in your copy will make them laugh, keeping it very conversational, like with your headlines saying like, hold on, of course there's more and just fun and funny is really what they're looking for. And they're a bit flighty, so they may not 
grab your lead magnet right away. They're the type who you have to send them a few reminders to get your lead magnet. <laughs> You're always kind of chasing yeah. the yellows down. Um, but that being said, like once they're in the, in your community, they're the ones who send you funny, you know, funny emails back and write you back and, you know, all those good things. So yeah. they, you want a little bit of each in your community. They each make it a more robust and fun community for everyone. I like that. Got it. So specific elements of the page, or if you're sending traffic from a podcast or from whoever to this page that need to be on it, can it be possible to have like i guess it is possible obviously to have all those elements on there on that page the details the about you a button above before the before the scroll all those things are those um can those all work in unison like in, in on a landing page without it being a daunting task um are there certain elements of each that we can pick you know if we're trying to build a landing page to appeal to all types mm -hmm. that um that makes sense i, I think that's because like the, my thought is like that turns into a full, full blown sales page or almost like a full blown, like long form copy page if you're not careful. Um, so an effort in or an effort to keep that simple, I'm guessing we have to pick some of that, some elements and not others, right. In terms of building out a page, that's going to appeal to people who come from the podcast. And we yeah. For, color. Yeah. For the lead magnet page, just keeping it a bit snappier and tighter and not having long sections, but still yeah. addressing those four types is important. Versus with the sales page, like things get longer because there's an investment involved. And so people right. do want more information. And so each section is more robust. And we touch on those different colors multiple times in a sales page. With the lead magnet page, it's like one and done. Like touch Got on it. the four personality types and then get out. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. That, that helps a lot. That makes more sense. Um, when it comes to, uh, you mentioned products, so sales products. Obviously, there's more details in that. Um I guess, yeah, I definitely want to translate because this, this idea of color coded copy can translate to other things. So let, let's like, we can talk about it and even in like a Facebook copy or Facebook organic marketing perspective. Are there certain things that you're doing in your Facebook organic marketing um, that are going to appeal to certain types of, you know, archetypes, the greens, yellows, uh, reds? Um, is there anything at all? Because you, you mentioned like Facebook marketing has been huge for you and just being, being an advocate in groups. You know, yeah, so. totally. So it's a combination of things that work really well for me. Um, one is finding a group where the conversations that I like to have about marketing are well received, right? Like, so that's the first thing to think about, like, going into a community where you're kind of teed up already to talk about these things, and you know, people are going to be interested in them. And then um, the four personalities, definitely, I have like intentional ways of connecting with them. So for the, the blues of the world, like the deep connection who love the stories, I'll do a longer form post where uh, I really go into the story about like, for example, if I'm promoting my lead magnet, like I really go into the story about the results that my clients have gotten with the lead magnet and give them um, a good amount of detail and make the language really like, I just wrote something recently about how my processes and systems are tight, like Michael Phelps, uh, Olympic level, you know what I mean? Like those kind of references and it's Olympics right now. So you want to tie in all those things and that catches the blues attention and keeps them reading. Um, whereas the reds, they just need a very brief and fast, like I have four spots open this month for mm -hmm. XYZ DM me, right? Like yeah. they don't need a lot. If they're looking for that solution, they recognize me because I've been in the group and they see I have a space open and they have a need. 
done. Right. Like they're they're right. ready. Yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah, I'm like that. Um, if I see the need and there's an obvious solution out there, I don't need a lot of con- you know I don't need a long sales call to convince me. Um, got it. Got it. okay. Cool. So details for the blues. Very clear offers for the reds. The interesting thing about this is like you who maybe we've been in all in masterminds where they teach one or two of these, but they don't teach it in a holistic manner for the most part that where it like kind of addresses the specific avatar on the other end. Like they'll teach you all these posts, but not or all these ways to, to do Facebook marketing, but not specifically for different types of avatars. Mm-hmm. Um, so sorry to cut you off and we've got two more colors to go. So let's, let's keep going. Yeah, no, I love that's great. I love that you brought that up. And so for the greens, they're the more detail oriented ones. I like posting like step-by-step um, strategies for them. So I was talking about how with my website, for example, if someone wants to work with me, they can apply to work with me. And then um, like step one, they apply. Step two, they get a video from me, actually. It's a bomb bomb video that was pre-recorded and it's based on the package that they clicked on. And then step three, you do this. And step four, you profit from it, right? So those types of posts really appeal to the greens because they're like, wow, you just gave me a whole strategy step-by-step and I can go use that. And then I'll still tie into like, and go get my lead magnet if you like the strategy kind of thing. Um, and then for the yellows, the fun loving folks, just adding like a GIF to your posts instead of an image of you might catch their attention and they'll think it's funny. And then just using really funny language, making jokes um, are the things that they love when you when you write a post. So that's that covers all four colors for posting to Facebook groups. Got it. Got it. So I'd love to know because I, I don't know how many podcasting clients or people you've you've maybe worked with in terms of like helping them with copy around, around that. Um, when you're sitting down with like a new client, what does that look like in terms of going through the fleshing out their avatar? How does this, um, color coded system kind of come into play at all when it, when you're looking at a project like that? Um, let's just say for example, there you're redesigning like a website. We're actually doing this right now. So we're redesigning our website copy, which is a, this is a pain in the butt, but it's necessary. Um, doing a whole bunch of edits and things. So yeah, I'd love to dive into that process and what that looks like for you. Yeah, totally. So there's intake forms that I have them fill out prior to our project start. And that gets me clear on who their audience is. And I would say, um, you know, if they, for some reason, want to exclude a certain buyer type, then I would change up how I wrote the website copy. So let's say like a coach who's an executive coach and they only want reds who are like the fast decision makers, right? Um, they only want those people in their audience because honestly, reds don't love being in the room with other colors when it comes to like pure business advice. Cause they're like, can you just get on with it? I'm ready to leave. Like I French exit, let's go. Anyway. So, um, the website copy needs to be tighter for those types of clients because things happen quickly and it doesn't need as much information. Right. So we discern who the audience is early on with the intake process and when I'm writing the copy, I always keep that filter in mind for the client to to make sure that they're connecting with the right type of audience. Got it. Got it. Okay, cool. So just understanding like how do you exclude, like who to exclude and how to tailor that copy to them on the website. Yeah. Um, in, in terms of, yeah, applying this to other, I'm trying to make sure we cover all the, the sections or areas that we you would apply this to, which is really like everywhere you see words, um, in my opinion, um, in your experience in, in using this, like 
what are some of the things that you guys have uncovered? Like from, I know on your, for example, on your Facebook, it's one of the things of taglines I've read was triple your email, your open rates. Mm -hmm. Um, Is that something that like using this process has allowed or helps in terms of open rates and emails? Because that's a a big thing as podcasters, as we know, like sending out an email for a podcast is never historically never gets good opens. It never gets good good click throughs. And I always get clients ask me that, like, well, how do we increase our click throughs and our emails when we send about the podcast? So, um, yeah, I'd love to dive into that. Like for you, um, the color coded copy system and or is this something else that's helping with like opening, increasing open rates for email yeah. specifically? Oh my gosh. It's so important, this conversation. I just find with people and, and their email marketing, they're like, oh yeah, I haven't written to my audience in a long time. <laughs> I'm like, well, you need to scrub your list then because you probably have people on there who are never going to open, right? So if they haven't opened in the last 90 days, I do recommend using the the triple email open rates because it's three emails that will get your audience to engage. And if they don't engage, they're squatting, like you're paying for them to be on your list most likely. So you should remove them and that will bump up your open rates. So that's one step. Um, But then also, you know, it's interesting that you said like with podcasts, they get the lower open rates. I would argue though that that content and being consistent and making sure to send people content on a regular basis is the thing that will make your launch more successful when you're ready, getting ready to finally do the launch. Like ghosting on your list is never good. (laughs) And so the triple email open rates really solves that and making sure that you don't ghost your list anymore and you know what to say when you do show up. Um, But also with the open rates, that really comes down to subject lines and making sure that your subject lines are super strong and understanding your audience and analyzing your data so that when you go back and look at your emails, let's say for the last six months, which one's got the highest open rates, start to reverse engineer that information and and use it and spin it to make sure that in the future you focus on the topics that people want. Like, for example, with my audience, I know it's money, tools, and time. They want those three things from me. And if the subject line ties to one of those three themes, then it's more likely to get open than anything else. Um, so I, I stay in that lane for the most part. You know, there's other, I, I share some personal stuff with my list too. And they tend to like that, like, Um, This last year and a half with the pandemic has been so rough on us. And I just go straight into the conversation. Like what I'm doing when my mental health is slipping is a a subject line that people open because they may be feeling the same way, right? So some tools that they can use to support not just their marketing, but also their mental health, which is so important right now. Um, So finding those, like I was talking about earlier, like right now is the Olympics, maybe trending alongside something around the Olympics and tying it into your podcast, that will help you as well. Um, As long as you can circle it back to being business related, because you don't want to just go on a tangent about how much you love Naomi Osaka without like, (laughs) you know, tying it back to a business lesson. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that's such a hard thing to teach too. I think I see podcasters and we try to teach that as well. It's like, take a story from your life and tie it back into what you teach, what you sell, how you help people, et cetera, et cetera. Super hard thing to do sometimes for people. I think one person does it really good. Um, some people love him or hate him, but his name is Bill, is uh, Billy Jean. Um, Billy Jean, uh, I am marketing. Oh yeah. He's he in San Diego, right? 
He is, yeah. Um, he does a great job on his show where it comes to taking a story from the media and turning it into a life lesson or a business lesson. He doesn't really have much to sell people these days. He's got more clients than he needs, but um, you know, he does a great job of that. I think I always point people to that. And you're saying like that obviously is going to work in emails as well, um, as well as obviously subject lines. In terms of getting open rates, in increasing open rates, um, what have you found? Is there anything else I'd say, any other factors besides the subject line that are super important to look at obviously you need to have a good um like you don't need to be if you people send you to spam you're not going to get opens um you know but is there anything else in terms besides subject lines that you would say are important to look at well there's a couple things that you can play with actually um someone did this to me recently and i was like oh that's so smart and i don't know if it was on purpose but um i was thinking about how i have filters set up on my inbox right like most messages don't come straight to my main inbox because I don't like being distracted. Uh, the person changed their name, the from name. And so it wasn't filtered anymore because I had filtered another name, right? So switching up your from name time to time is probably not a bad idea. Like it will get you, it, you'll bypass the filters and they'll see your email. Um, so that's one like tactic that you could try and just see what happens with it. Um, and then you won't go to spam or their filtered, whatever, like promotions. Um, and then I think to look at the timing of when your emails go out and see when you get better open rates um, based on the time of day and the day of the week. So if you're pretty consistent, you're always sending the same day of the week, then people are probably used to and trained to expect your email that day. Um, and that's a good thing. But also, like when you're getting ready to do a launch promotion, definitely look at like when do people open your emails the most because you want your promotional emails to fall into that window so that they're more likely to be opened. Um, I wish there there's one tool that's kind of fancy inside of MailChimp. I used to be on MailChimp back in the day and they allow you to send it to people based on when they open. Like it optimizes it for you it's really cool but i've only seen it on mailchimp and i wish other email platforms had it i'm sure now that i'm saying it, it'll go out into the internet ether and just like, <laughs> i hope so <laughs> it'll all get figured yeah. out i feel like anytime we true. say something it appears <laughs> yeah tomorrow yeah in your feed or something you see a yes. tool you can add now or an active campaign feature that's gonna trigger you know send people emails when they open that's really cool that's actually a really really cool piece of tech um and also those tips around changing the subject line looking at the dates and times all specific things to dial that in um and i know you're you're su- like from what i've heard and seen like you are the go-to when it comes to launches we didn't touch on that um much here um before kind of wrapping this up and making sure people know where to go and where to find you Is there anything we miss in terms of the color-coded copy system or increasing email open rates uh, that we should, that we would be uh, obviously in trouble if we didn't cover them? Um, Anything you think of that we we need to cover? Um, I feel like we covered most of it. The only other thing that comes to mind is with email subject lines, another thing to keep in mind is um, pattern interrupts, like saying things that people aren't expecting in your email subject line also helps. Like I'm getting ready to send out an email that says no more summits, even though it's about <laughs> people coming to summits. a summit that I'm going to be a part of, but 
I talk about why it's very rare that I would do this and like why I'm not really into being a part of summits, but this one is an exception. So again, that's a pattern interrupt. Like people aren't expecting me to say that. And so they're going to be like, what is this? So um, I feel like those are really good triggers for your audience. Also using the word this, like um, find out, uh, she told me this, it's a bad example, but then they're like, well, what is this? I'm going to open the email. Right. So um, playing with words like that creates curiosity and gets people interested in um, in opening the email and reading it. So it's fun. I, I th- yeah, I bet. I bet that you've probably come up with some really good podcast names, too, that get people to click on a, on shows and whatnot. So that'd be really fun to see. Um, but anyway, Sage, is there, where can people go and find out more about what you're up to, um, how to work with you and everything you're doing in the Internet? Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. So um, if you want to connect with me, I'm on Instagram and Facebook as Sage Polaris. Um, Super easy to find on there. And then if I may, I'd love to give your audience a gift as well. Absolutely. Go for it. Thanks. So if they go to sagepolaris.com slash domination, they can grab the triple email open rates that we referenced earlier. It's um, three emails that you can send to your list and whether you've been in business a while, I'm assuming I often ask people, when is the last time you scrubbed their listener? Like um, never or seven years ago. So this right. solves that problem of cleaning up your email list. And if you've ghosted your list, it'll get you started on what to say to them again. Cause that's the thing I hear the most often is I have a list. Just haven't talked yeah. to them in a long time. Right. Yeah. yeah. I've, we got a client right now. I'm going to send this to him as well <laughs> after this <laughs> call because he needs to do this. Um, very, very cool. We'll make sure that's in the show notes for those interested to so swipe up if you're on Apple devices and uh, you can grab the link there. Sage, thank you for coming on. Um, you are a wealth of knowledge when it comes to copy, increasing open rates, launching new products. So it was great to have you on. Um, we'll make sure that this goes out and make sure a lot of people listen to it. So thank you again. Oh, my pleasure, Lewis. It was great to chat with you. Likewise.